Happy Sunday, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the No BS Podcast. I'm Bailey Smith. I'm your host, and confession, guys, I am currently obsessed with my protein coffee. Um, currently buzzing right now from it, so that's always great. Um, we love that. I'm really thriving. So today, I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode with Becca Jostis. She is a D1 soccer player from Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, and we're going to cover all different kinds of areas. We're going to talk about her favorite low and high moments and some big moments that she had as a freshman in college, which is major. She also is going to talk about how she overcame adversity in college, the sacrifices she had to make along with her dedication to the process. Guys, I give her so much credit. Um, Being an athlete in college is something that is not easy. You have to be a master at time management. You have to have your priorities straight, and you have to put your head down and work really hard. And I really admire Becca for all of those things. And so we kind of dive into those topics today. And also, guys, this is just like a lighthearted, fun episode of just two really good friends kind of catching up, um, shooting the shit, if you will. But um, I'm so excited to have Becca on. We even talk a little bit about her faith as a Christian athlete. And Becca's just someone who I really admire. And she stays true to herself. Uh, She never gives in to any peer pressure or if someone tries to like kill her vibe. She's just not about that. And so I'm so excited for her to come on the podcast. Just to kind of shout her out really quick. So Becca and I played soccer growing up all throughout our entire career. Um, I'll have to post some pictures of me and Becca from when we were younger. So be sure to follow the No BS podcast on Instagram. That is nob.s.podcast. So you guys should uh, definitely check that out. But like I was saying, so Becca is someone who I've played soccer with my entire life. Uh, We went to Rochester High School together and there Becca earned a spot on the all-conference team three years in a row all-sectional team two years in a row, and all-state one year of her high school career. Becca was also the conference player of the year her senior year, where she had 99 career goals and 65 career assists for Rochester High School. Shout out to the uh, class of 2016. Baller team, um, have to pimp us out. We were 1A in 2015, and we won the state championship We got moved up to 2A our senior year by one person, and everyone was like, oh yeah, you guys are going to get killed, 1A is super easy. We kind of had to flex on everyone, Um, humble brag guys, Uh, (laughs) but um, no, so we won uh, my senior year in 2A, we won the state championship, and Becca is someone who had a reoccurring role of always rising to excellence and stepping up in those big moments. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this episode. There are a ton of amazing takeaways from it, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. Also, let me know if you like these longer intros. Um, Coffee has definitely um, helped me kind of get into this... um, crazy state but yeah guys let me know what you think of these longer um intros and also please welcome my really good friend becca Joses to the no bs podcast Alrighty, guys so i'm super excited to have becca Joses on the podcast today 
Becca, welcome to the No BS podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is exciting. It's my <laughs> first podcast. Um, I've been kind of wanting Ooh. to be on some podcasts, but this is my first one, so I'm excited. I'm so excited too. So you're someone who I grew up with um, playing soccer my entire life. Um, you know, we went to school together. We were like best friends growing up yes. and um, all throughout high school and um we both went to Rochester High School, and you, um, we both pursued soccer mm-hmm. in college, which is something that I'm sure, like, you're just as grateful for as I am. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, you actually um, played at a D1 school, SIUE, mm-hmm. and so I would like to start off the you just kind of um, giving some background on yourself. Um, just your um, experience with soccer throughout the years and um, just kind of introduce yourself to the audience. Okay. Well, as Billy said, um, basically all growing up, we played soccer together. So I think that's a big part of my background is soccer. I started playing when I was three years old, loved it, Um, Mm -hmm. grew up um, becoming really good friends with Bailey through soccer. And that's something I'll be so thankful for. (laughs) Um, And then, played high school soccer and then went to college to play soccer um I went to SIUE um and now I just graduated SIUE with a teaching degree and I'm really excited to start the next part of my life that is awesome um do you have any upcoming plans for um like post-grad life um the only plans I have would be I am will be starting um, will be starting my teaching career in the fall at Sherman Elementary um so right now I'm just like kind of getting my classroom ready getting ready Mm -hmm. for the fall and then also I was um I'm will be helping out with the Lincoln Land women's um soccer team in the fall and then in the spring I'll be helping out with um Rochester High School women's soccer team Wow, dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I was so sad when my season ended. Like, it was like a heartbreak that Mm -hmm. it was was a crazy feeling. It was just like, it was heartbreak. And um, I was so excited to get the opportunity to be able to coach and continue um, with soccer just because, like I've said, it was, I've been playing it since I was three. Mm -hmm. And I guess we can kind of get into that a little bit. Um, So... What would you say, um, you know, stepping into that coaching role instead mm-hmm. of being a player, um, how how is your mindset kind of shifted? Like what um, principles will you really try to instill in your players as like being a coach? Yeah, so um, I think I've, I've taken a lot of – I've grown so much from high school to from, – from high school to college. Like in college mm-hmm. I had four amazing coaches um, – um they were like just um, like amazing amazing coaches and they all came from different um schools that they went to um like Bowling Green and West Virginia and um in Arkansas school so Mm -hmm. um I've seen a lot of different coaching styles and I've I've got to hear um a lot of different ways of and experience a lot of different ways of coaching and I'm, I'm taking a little bit from each coach that I've had and that I've I've loved and the parts that I thought because you know we always have those um things about our coaches we're like oh okay like (laughs) so um totally yeah 
So I'll be taking the parts that like, you know, I, I loved and I'll be learning from the parts that maybe I um, was like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I think my biggest thing is because of the D1 atmosphere that I was in, um, and I'm sure it's the same, I'm sure it's the same for like D2 and D3, but mm-hmm. the, the competitiveness just in practice and like the hard work that goes into just practice alone was like something like that I've truly like never like truly experienced before because when you're in high school you know anybody can be on the team anybody can be there mm-hmm. like it's not like it's not like just the best of the best it's like anybody can come and try out and Definitely. be on the team but when you get mm-hmm. when you get to college it's literally the best of the best and every day you're at practice is just a fight like you gotta you gotta put in the work every day and it's mm-hmm. not even to get a playing spot it's to be ready for the opponent like for me like we had games on Fridays and Sundays mm-hmm. um and so the, the beginning of that week starting back up on um Tuesdays because usually Mondays were off days it mm-hmm. would just be a grind to prepare for that next team that we were playing that Friday so I think the one thing that I really want to take into my coaching is just the the practice atmosphere because I feel like with so many teams that's missing like they just kind of like are going with the flow they're just kind of out there to be out there and I just want to bring that like practice atmosphere of like we are training to get better we are training for a goal and like that's something that I, I want to bring into um, my coaching style yeah I think that's so awesome and everything you said was spot on like I know too. So for the listeners, um, I went to Quincy University, played soccer there. I'm sure I've mentioned that before, but it was it was the same idea um, at Quincy too. You know, it was like I had two different coaches in my career, and they both placed one um, especially placed emphasis on being your best in practice, mm-hmm. and it's like it all starts there in practice because how you practice is how you're going to play. Mm -hmm. So like if you have crappy practices and you know, you, you slack off and you're lazy, like that's going to reflect in the game. Yeah. And something that like, when I was a freshman, I'm sure I was like, I remember the first day of my practice freshman year um, Mm -hmm. in preseason, it was like, I was so uncomfortable. Like as soon as we started playing, everyone was like, not screaming, but like yelling and talking and moving. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't believe it. I was like, Oh, I was like in pan in panic mode because I was like, I, I was like, so like, Oh my gosh, what is this? What, why is everyone freaking out? But people weren't freaking out. That's how we were communicating. That's how we were getting ready for the game. And like, I, I couldn't believe like the atmosphere that I walked into. I was so nervous and I was so scared. But by the time I was a senior, I was like, like the other seniors are to like the other, um, um, underclassmen I was like come on like we got to pick this up this isn't good enough like we have to we have to bring this mm-hmm. up a level and like the the growth that I've had from my freshman year to my senior year was just honestly amazing and my coaches will t- probably tell you that mm-hmm. without a doubt yeah and that's kind of what I wanted to get into too because um you know at Rochester for me, you were always someone who rose to the occasion. Whenever we had a big game, you always stepped up and executed. And you were always someone who I admired a lot. And 
um, you just had this relentless attitude about you. Like you were going to like, whether we needed a goal, whether we needed a tackle, whether we needed you to like take someone on down, um, the sideline and like cut or make a move to get that ball in. Like you would always be that person to come up for us. And so, um, I, I kind of want to dive into, um, how your mindset changed when you were a freshman to when you were a senior in college. Oh my gosh. So, so (laughs) much like, so I, it's so hard to explain. So when Mm -hmm. I, when I got there my freshman year, I was nervous and I didn't know exactly what to expect. I was just like, this is going to be tough, but like, it's, it's fine. Like I played like competitive, like ECNL um, soccer. Like I'm sure it'd be like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was like, it was, it was, I was so intimidated. Like I'm 18 years old and I'm playing with like 22 year olds and mm-hmm. I was so intimidated um, by the upperclassmen. I, I was uncomfortable. And to be honest, my, my first year, my fresh, like my freshman year was my least favorite year um, soccer wise because of mm-hmm. how like uncomfortable I was, how like much I like, wasn't like, I just felt like I wasn't fitting in on the team. I just felt like um, I was like, I, w- I wouldn't say I wasn't ready, but I was just, I wasn't in the right mindset. Like I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, like this is like, this is not my team. This is just like the team I'm on. But when I, each year um, I got, okay, this is my team. Like I'm the, like, I'm a leader on this team. I, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm going to like take this by the reins um, along mm-hmm. with my other teammates and we're going to like get this going. Um, and so my freshman year, I was just a little baby um, just mm-hmm. kind of like following along everyone else. But by the time my senior year was on, I was like helping lead the team to get where we wanted to go. And um, honestly, I just say, I don't know what like mindset really changed, except for the fact that like my freshman year, I probably felt like, okay, like this is not my team, but I'm on this team. But then my senior year, I was like, okay, this is my team. Like I'm mm-hmm. a senior, like I need to take charge. Yeah. And I think, I mean, even in high school, I think, um, like us growing up together, like we always kind of felt the need to like step up and be mm-hmm. leaders. So I can totally see that from you. And like, I had a similar experience too. Like it was for me, my freshman and sophomore year, like my attitude was terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of felt in the same boat as you. And I think as freshmen coming into a new program, a new environment with all these new people, it can be really intimidating. Yeah. And it definitely affects your performance, I feel like. Oh, for sure. It definitely made me play. Like, when I was uncomfortable in that environment, I didn't feel like I could fully be myself and fully play like myself. I felt very, like, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. Instead of just mm-hmm. just go out there, work hard, and play hard, I was just like, oh, gosh, don't make a mistake. I was, like, so timid and afraid. Yeah, and that's how I felt, too. It's funny you say that because literally all I could think about was – my next move, like it has to be perfect. Like I can't make any mistakes, but that's so funny because anything you do in life, especially sports, nothing is ever going to be perfect. Yes. It's like, you're always going to make a mistake. And so how do you think you kind of overcame that, um, from your freshman year? I think honestly, just like, um, being around the team more, um, mm-hmm. getting to know my teammates better and just like growing up, honestly, just getting that like experience under the belt. Like, um, mm-hmm. cause your freshman year, you have no college experience, but once you have a year of that, you get more confident and then you have another year and you get more confident. So I think honestly, it was just 
it took time for me to like gain my confidence and gain my experience and be like, okay, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. And especially um, being a D1 athlete, um, you know, you guys had to make a lot of sacrifices in terms of, you know, social life. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to get up early for two a days or maybe even three a days. Um, would you kind of talk on that and how, like, what kind of sacrifices did you have to make? Yeah. Wow. Um, so my freshman year, so I just graduated college or high school and I'm going to be a freshman in college and we were supposed to report down to SIUE July 5th mm-hmm. and that's like half of summer. Right. That's early. I just remember thinking, wow, like we were really starting that early. Like also at the same time, like excited, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to start. But at the same time, like, dang, like that's my whole summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was honestly the summers, I think would say is like one of the biggest sacrifices because you don't get to go out and like have this like just lazy summer where you can just lay around all summer, relax, enjoy your time Mm -hmm. off. It's, It's like get up, work out, go play soccer. Um, it's just like that. And so I went down there July 5th, um, and I stayed with teammates, um, like upperclassmen teammates. And my, I had like a freshman roommate. Um, she's actually my really good friend now. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd say like the summer part aspect. And then also, uh, I mean, we should do this anyways, but eating healthy was a difficult, difficult thing to do. Like that was a sacrifice. Like I had to give up, like I had to give up, like I love junk food. I had to give up my junk food. <laughs> um, in drinking water, like, is a big one, like, like, you, you, like, you have to give up, like, so many different, like, things in your life, and, like, that was one of, like, I only could drink water, because anything else was, like, was not good for my body, and, like, this atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then, um, with school, like, when, like I said, like, earlier, I, we play on Fridays and Sundays, and when we're traveling, we leave, we leave on Thursday, because we have to get there Thursday, stay the night, then play Friday night, so mm-hmm. we're missing, um, we're missing a f- full two days that we could have possibly have school Thursday and Friday. So that was a, that was honestly one of the biggest sacrifices that you have to do. You have to um, give up your your school days and make up for it, um, and you have to try to catch up. And it was is difficult. Definitely. I think that was one of the biggest struggles to freshman year, having to kind of adjust to that new schedule. Um, you know, cause I totally feel like there were days where we'd have to leave early on Thursdays mm-hmm. and it's like, you had to make sure, you know, obviously that you had like all your school stuff and all your soccer stuff, but it's not even just about like having those things. It's about getting in the right mindset too. Like you have to prepare for this upcoming game and, um, you know, just kind of like shift your focus onto that. So I, I, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I want to also kind of touch on some of your favorite moments that you had at SIUE and also your low moments. But let's start off kind of talking about um, some of your favorite moments or the moments that you just loved so much while playing soccer at SIUE. Yeah, so I have a couple. I'd say one of my most favorite moments would be my freshman year when we beat Notre Dame in the first round mm-hmm. of the NCAA tournament, that was like a, the most unreal feeling that I've ever experienced. It was, it was like better than beating, like it was better than winning a state championship. It was like, 
because you know when like we were in high school like it was kind of expected of us to win state like everyone's like oh right it's expected of them but when we beat Notre Dame it was like we shook the world it felt like that like it was like crazy like I nobody could believe it we were all in shock we were like what the heck just happened (laughs) right and you were a freshman and you took you stepped up and took a PK didn't you yeah I did that was um that was honestly one of the most scary moments of my life (laughs) I was gonna say what was what was running through your mind in that moment okay so earlier um in the season when we were in the conference tournament we were playing uh, one of our conference teams to um, I took a PK because we went to PKs. I took one of the PKs and I was honestly more nervous for that PK. I was like, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. sh- I, we were playing at home and all everyone's here. All mm-hmm. the sports teams are out watching us like, oh my gosh, I have to make this. And I made it and we went on to play. Um, we won the tournament. So we went on to play Notre Dame in the first round and we already had our five um, kickers ready. And mm-hmm. I just remember one of the coaches saying, they're not going to watch our PKs, like, um, which way that we you've gone. Like, because Notre mm-hmm. Dame is so big. We were, they were like a number two seed. We were a 16th seed. And wow, they were, they were like, not going to watch our PKs. Like, just go your way that you usually go. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So we're all going. And the Notre Dame men's soccer team is behind the goal screaming at us. And they're looking oh, up the roster. God. So when I walk up, they're starting to yell my name. They're starting to, like, chant at me. And I was, like, so focused. I was, like, these guys are not going to distract me. I know they're trying to distract me. They're not going to distract me. Well, I got distracted thinking about how they're not going to distract me. <laughs> and so I went to kick it. And honestly, it was the worst PK of my life. Like, it was so bad. Um, uh-huh. It, like, trickled into the goal somehow. Like, it, like the go- it, like, rolled over the goalie. Like, it was so <laughs> bad. Oh, my. It was, like, a miracle. Like, I was, like. Because I know, and I don't know if you know this, but at Notre Dame, they have, like, that statue. I think it's of Jesus, maybe, or it's a statue of somebody. And he has, like, open hands. Like, it's a, it's uh-huh. a painting or something. I think it's a painting. It's, like, of Jesus having open hands. And you can see it from where I took the PK spot. And I was, like, I swear that was Jesus, like, saving my life right now. Because if <laughs> oh I would have missed gosh. this PK, I would have uh-huh. been that freshman to mess it up. <laughs> yeah. It, it literally, like, it, I'll have to show you the clip sometime, the video of it. it yeah. Like, it, like, rolled over the goalie somehow like she saved it and then it rolled over <laughs> I was dying I couldn't believe it I was like I like I remember I like started to run off because I was like I think that went in I looked back to make sure it was in. I was like yeah it went oh in, my went gosh in. yeah uh-huh. well Man. it was like yeah there was like a I think I'm pretty sure this is true so I heard it from mm-hmm. one of my co- after the game the goalie like just left and nobody could find her of the other team she was so upset <laughs> oh my god it's like sorry girl <laughs> right you're like oops sorry just had to flex really quick <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> dude yeah. that is that is crazy though because i i even remember as a freshman even like going into the game because um my freshman and sophomore year i was a bench player mm-hmm. and i kind of ran with that role and i was like you know i get I have my 10 minutes, like, I'm going to go in and give it all I got. Mm-hmm. But, um, dude, I can't even imagine, like, stepping oh up to gosh. take a PK. I Yeah, it was, it was tough. I hate PKs with a, with a burning passion. I hate them. But I was like, all right, I need to do this. Like, I got I to gotta do this one. It's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, in that moment, did you – because – and I admire this about you, too. You are someone who is very um, – 
into your faith and you are very religious. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you feel in that moment that you were kind of like meant to take this PK? Um, did you have any like signs from God or like, did you feel God with you in that moment? Yeah. I, I mean, I always feel him with me. Um, mm-hmm. But like, just like talking with him and praying about it, I was just like, okay, I was, I'm a, I'm one of the five PK takers for a reason. Mm-hmm. I God put me in this situation. Um, I'm going to seize this moment that he put me in and I do the best that I can do. And so that was kind of my mindset with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, now I'm curious, kind of um, like touching on faith really quick. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time in college that I don't, and I don't want to say that you were like judged or anything, but was, the, was it ever hard to, um, remain faithful in your relationship with God at all? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. not, maybe not necessarily hard, but well, I guess. So I felt very, like, I didn't have a lot of friends my freshman year because of that, because I, I didn't, I didn't want to go out and party. I didn't want to drink. And, mm-hmm. um, I felt like very like, oh, I'm not like people would go out and then they would talk about it. Like, Oh, that was so crazy. Or that was so much fun. Or this happened, this happened. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, okay. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what you guys are talking about. And I just remember there were people that like, were like, I remember I told them I didn't drink and I didn't party. And this girl on my team was just like, you need to grow up. And I was just <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Right. So definitely I, there was definitely like a barrier because of it. Mm-hmm. At least my freshman year. Um, like the first half, I would say my freshman year. Um, mm-hmm. but then once like I got to know my teammates better, my freshman class better, like we all like, they're my best friends, like to this day, like I love them so much. And like, I found people that like had the same beliefs as me and like, um, mm-hmm. I kind of fit in my groove, but definitely people that judged me that were like, what the heck? Like, like you don't, you don't drink, you don't cuss, you don't like do all this stuff. Like definitely definitely for sure and it was also hard just because I felt so like alone like no one has these same beliefs on me um like 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 how how I have them on my team and I was like nobody's like understanding people just think I'm a weirdo that just doesn't do that stuff but I think that says a lot about you as just like an amazing person that you are you know you didn't get it you didn't give in to that you stayed true to who you were Mm -hmm. and I totally think that paid off for you because you had an amazing career at SIU. Oh, yes. And um, I think I think that's really important for all the people listening. I I've definitely felt you. There have been times, too, where it's hard to sometimes like beat to the own uh, tune of your drum Mm -hmm. and like stay true to yourself. But I, I think there's a lot of power in that. And I, I think if anyone is an example of someone who is a strong individual, I definitely think that's you. So Thank you. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Yeah, and on, honestly, to touch more on it, it honestly, like, I'm so thankful for it because it's a big reason why I don't, like, you know, go out and get drunk. It's a big reason why I don't, like, live that lifestyle. Um, and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for it because it helped me in college. Like, it was like, I remember it was just a struggle, like, creating rules on our team, like, all right, like 24, 48 hours where it means you can't drink 24 hours before, um, before practice. You can't drink 20, 48 hours before practice. And like, I never had to worry about that stuff. I was like, I don't care Mm -hmm. for it. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't have like people always like you. So you just don't drink. I'm like, I just don't like, I don't care about it. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't like, it's not something that I need in my life and I just don't care for it. 
So I'm very thankful for that. Definitely. I I appreciate you touching on that. Mm -hmm. So kind of going into um, talk about more about like SIUE, Mm -hmm. I'm curious what and I guess we kind of touched on this um, from, like, a soccer standpoint, but mm-hmm. what was, like, your first thought when you walked onto the campus, and how has that changed from the last time that you walked on campus? Yeah, so I guess the first time ever you could say was when I was honestly in high school. We played we Gallagher practices there, but, like, I'm oh, yeah. so, like, directionally challenged and, like, geographically <laughs> Me challenged. Too, girl. I didn't even know we were at SIUE. I just knew we were at some soccer field and we were just mm-hmm. playing there. And I'm like, where are – like, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my first initial was, like, I just didn't have a clue or care in the world where we were. But, like, when I first actually walked on to, like, see the place, I thought it was beautiful. I I visited other places, like some other D1s and some other D2s um, mm-hmm. with the coaches. And I – but when I walked on SIUE, it just felt, like – just like better like I was just like this just feels I got to see like our weight room we have like our own private weight room from the rest of the um student body SAE we had um the facilities that we had the the dorms were set up great like I don't know like if if you've ever been SAE but like it's very like all it's kind of really all close together but also spread out Mm -hmm. at the same time it's so confusing like all the dorms are like um spread out a little bit but it's like a big circle but Basically, SIUE is just this one big circle. Like, our, the, uh-huh. there's literally a road that surrounds it called Circle Drive. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, all the um, the um, halls, like, where we have our classes are in the middle of that circle. And, like, the dorms are kind of on the outside. And I just, like, really liked the setup of everything. I liked the feel of it. Um, and, like, academically-wise, I had the program that I um, wanted to get my degree in. Um, mm-hmm. So it just felt, like, right. And also, like... I always thought that I wanted to go far away from home. Like, I was like, I'm going to go f- so far away and get out of this town and, like, get away from here. But mm-hmm. I was, like, when I found SAUE, I was like, actually, like, an hour and 20 minutes is perfect. I was like, this, mm-hmm. like, this is the perfect distance because I am so close with, like, my family and my grandparents. Like, I wanted them to be able to com- come and watch me. And, like, if I would have gone so far away and they wouldn't have been able to, like, watch my games and, like, come visit me, like, I would be so sad so I'm very happy that I chose SAUE and like the distance in the school and the programs were just awesome yeah definitely I feel you on that I was someone too who was like I'm gonna get out of (laughs) right getting yeah but then um I agree like it's it's so nice too and like your family can come up for those Friday night games Mm -hmm. at home and just watch you play um that's like definitely one of the best feelings now um I did want to ask you, were there any, like, low moments that really taught you a lot? Like, was there any one in particular that stood out to you that you learned a lot from? Um, I'm trying to think. Nothing Mm -hmm. that I can think of that was just, like, low, like, oh, my gosh, that's just low. But, like, I would Mm -hmm. say, like, my, I would say my whole life at SIUE was soccer. Like, that was my job. That was what I wanted to do. Like, I was there for soccer. And obviously, to get my degree and everything, that came first. But, like, mm-hmm. beyond beyond the um, academic, it was just soccer. Like, I didn't, like, honestly, this sounds so bad. But, like, I truly only made, like, a few friends outside of, like, um, sports at SIUE. 
my friends were through sports. And so anything I ever experienced, like lows or anything like that would have been through um, soccer or like friendships, I guess. A definitely a low would be, I guess nobody tells you this when you make um, athlete friends that mm-hmm. sometimes they don't stay, they leave and they, <laughs> they live far away. Uh-huh. So I remember after my freshman year, like half the men's soccer team of the, like the freshman class got cut and they left the school. And those are all my oh best my guys. Gosh. They're all my best guy friends. And I'm like, oh, they're gone. Like, they live in different <laughs> countries. They live in, like, Colorado. Oh uh-huh. And then the same thing happened at the end of my sophomore year. More of them got cut. And the rest of them, like, like eight, guy, eight of my guy friends, like, literally got cut from the team and left. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And they were, like, the people that I would hang out with every day. And, like, I, that, was oh, so, wow. that was so sad. And then uh, another low low would be – my best friend from college, she was my first friend in college. She was my best friend. She mm-hmm. actually left SIUE for academic reasons because um, her – she somehow – I don't want to put any blame on or, like, call anybody out, but mm-hmm. somebody messed up her um, academic stuff, and she wasn't mm-hmm. going to meet the requirements needed to play um, in the fall. Because, like, NCAA, I don't know if it's the same thing for Division Two. Um, but you mm-hmm. have to have a certain percentage of your um, degree done by each year to be able to be eligible. And she didn't meet that requirement. So she was going to oh, be wow. uneligible for like two seasons before she could catch up. And she was like, I'm not going to stay here for six years. Like, mm-hmm. so she left and she lives in Tennessee. And that right, like, I miss her more than anything. Like, um, mm-hmm. she left in like, so we still visit each other. Like we've, she's come up here and like, we've gone to Tennessee. Um, but that was like, honestly, one of the biggest lows was just like losing all my friends because like athletes, they come in from all different parts of like, even the world. Cause like the men's soccer team has a bunch of people from different countries. Like you lose people, like you lose people, like no other, like I couldn't believe how many friends that I lost. Like, I guess that would be mm-hmm. like the one low. Um, and overcoming that would just be, just remaining friends with them and doing the best that you can to um, still talk to them and see them. It, that's it was definitely a hard one. Yeah. 100%. I feel you on that. There, um, there are some guys like who are really good friends, like on the men's soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so some of them live in other countries too. So it does suck. It's like you become really good friends with them. And then when summer comes, it's like, they go yes. back to their country, like not even like in the United States. So I, I totally feel yeah. you on that. Yeah, it's rough. Uh-huh. So what would you say is the biggest difference from high school soccer compared to college soccer? Oh, my gosh. I would just say the skill level and the competitiveness. And like I kind of we said earlier, like anybody can go and play high school soccer. Like you don't need to make the Mm -hmm. team. Like nobody gets cut from high school soccer. Like I remember we would have like first year soccer players out there. Like they've never played soccer in their life. And they're like, yeah, I want to go out. I want to go out. Like that's fine. Like everyone's welcome. Like I loved, I loved high school soccer. I loved everyone that wanted to come out and play. Um, I didn't mind it at all. But when you go Mm -hmm. from high school to college, that's the difference. College is like, this person was the best on this team, this team, this team, like you're literally playing against the best people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was on the difference, the, the skill level and the competitiveness and also like um, just the knowledge that everybody else has. Cause like not everyone um, that plays high school soccer has that like 
next level thinking of soccer. Um, mm-hmm. But when you get to college, like you see more of that and you, you see that a lot more. And then like, that is like the difference. Like it's literally the best of the best and it's the competitive nature. Like everybody out there, school like girls are like oh this is so fun like I love hanging out with my friends and I love just like playing soccer but like yeah college it's like okay we're in this to win it from day one and it was like Mm -hmm. obviously like um several of us like um a lot of us from our class and the classes below us and the classes above us were like really competitive in soccer as well and they were Mm -hmm. like yes like I want to win so bad but like it gets so hard to explain because college was like a completely like it was like a job it's truly like a job like you have 20 hour weeks of just playing soccer like that's literally what it is because NCAA says you can't go over 20 hours so it's literally up to 20 hours a week putting Mm -hmm. in your life for soccer and you can't get a job job when you're there because that's school and then 20 hours like that it's literally a job you're getting you're Mm -hmm. literally getting paid to do it because of scholarship like right and then high school is just like oh yeah like a half after school like you know like yeah it's like a social hour for some yeah people. it was and but this was like like business like all right let's get it done like yeah I don't but I honestly I loved it I love the competitive atmosphere and like I sometimes think I'm too competitive and like I <laughs> I love it like I hate I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. Like passing drills and like technical work. I can't like I like I don't like it. I will say I don't like it. But I <laughs> love when we do like the the short sided games, like any like games mm-hmm. where somebody wins, like I would go like balls to the walls. Like I will I that's what I love. I love just like winning and I love being in that competitive nature. Um and yeah, like I don't, I don't know, like, I just, I just love the competitiveness and the, like, the strict um, routine and, like, the strict schedule that we are on. Like, I just, I loved all of it. Like, I don't know if, how it was at Quincy, but SIE, like, if, if practice was at, we had, we practiced, like, 3.30 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd have all our classes um, in the morning and then maybe some night classes, but we'd practice at 3.30. If practice starts at 3.30, it really means be there at 2.30, because you got to get, like, I don't think people understand, a lot of people that maybe didn't play college sport understand, like, because, like, in high school, it's, like, practices at 345, okay, show up 330, like, okay, put your stuff on, start right. warming up, but, like, if, for us, it was, like, practices at 330, okay, get there at 230, you know, get a snack from the locker room, um, go get treatment, warm up, like, get your body going during treatment, um, put your stuff on. Um, go out to the field, like, a little early, like, get some touches in, and then you start practice. And then after practice, you have, like, two, three-hour practices. And then after practice, you got to do cool down. Like, that's something in high school we didn't do. We never really stretched after. I feel like yeah. we never really stretched after. But, like, that was a big shock. Like, we literally had bands. We had, mo- like, motions. We had moves. Like, we literally stretched, like, for 30 minutes. And we would go get um, treatment for an hour, like, I like I would be there from two thirty to like seven something just from practice. Like it was like I don't think people understand how like much effort and like how much time goes into practice alone. Definitely, there there's a ton of like behind the scene things mm-hmm. that maybe aren't as like attractive. Yeah, to um, the whole idea of like playing uh, college soccer because like I mean you put it perfectly like you know, you have to get there early, you have to get treatment, you gotta, 
put on all your gear, you have to like physically be in the right mindset for practice Mm -hmm. because, you know, in college, it's like, you can't just take a day off. Like you always have to be competing. And, and that's why I think too, like I could totally, I think you're someone who thrives off like competitiveness and just like being creative because that's just the kind of player you were in high school. So I can totally um, understand that. But yeah, Mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of behind the scene things that people don't tell you. Yeah. And even like cooling down too, that was like a big thing. Cause like you said, we never did that in high school. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it just goes to show how dedicated you really have to be to the process. It's not just, it's not just some, you know, it's not this thing where, you know, you can just put like, you know, Quincy women's soccer in your Instagram bio Mm -hmm. and just go out and like mess around and like do it. Like, obviously it's fun, but it's, it's definitely, like you said, more like a job and like, you have to truly be focused and, um, just dedicated to the entire process and, you know, practice discipline every single day. Because if you take one day off, it's like someone else could easily take your spot or, um, do something better than you. And so I, I really loved that aspect too of it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as I grew as a player, like my junior and uh, senior year, I felt more confident and, um, it just, it, it felt better to, you know, give it my all in practice and show up every single day and like make that choice that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to have, the best practice, like do everything I can put as much effort and energy I can into this practice and just give it my all. Like that, I think that's one of the best Mm -hmm. feelings. And like I said, like, I just loved the strict schedule. I love how strict people like the coaches were like when we went out Mm -hmm. to like, when we went out to restaurants, like when we were, when we would travel, we'd leave Thursday. And from the, the, the minute we left, we were like fed food and like we would Mm -hmm. all constantly being having snacks stopping getting going on walks like I just like love I I don't know why this is I don't know if other people feel this way but I love how strict it was I love that feeling of like this is legit this is real like I have to do eat this I have to eat like I can't eat this like I have to drink this much a day like I have to um do like I just loved it I absolutely loved how strict it was like this is so like real and legit and this is so competitive and this is like the next level that I wanted to be a part of so yeah, definitely. And I can see that about you. I, like I said, I, I keep saying this, but I, I always have viewed you as someone who definitely like is in constant pursuit of excellence. Like, and I, and I think it's awesome that you're going on to, you know, help, um, students like in the classroom, but also, you know, future athletes mm-hmm. and just kind of instilling your own twist on, you know, coaching and, you've just always been someone I looked up to as a player. So I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) So excited to, um, see you in action in the fall and spring on the, uh, sidelines helping out coaching and everything. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) All righty. So kind of just to wrap this up, um, I wanted to ask you one final question Yeah, and that is what advice do you have for future college athletes? That's a good one. Um, the advice I would have is if you want to play in college, if you truly, if that's truly your goal, then you need to start making, um, changes within how you play and within your life. Like if you want to play, like you need to sacrifice, um, your time and to put in the effort 
because when you get to college, it will be a wake up call and you'll be like, whoa, like this is completely different and you don't want to start out behind. So my advice Mm -hmm. would be was to take it as seriously and competitively as like you can take on and um, just get that time under your under your belt and um, pursue that as best as you can. Like you're going to have to give up, you know, the social aspect a little bit. And like, that's Mm -hmm. okay, because if that's your goals, and that's your goals. And like, I don't regret any social aspect that I've missed. Like, I um, honestly wish I would have put more time in, um, you Mm -hmm. know, like during the off season or during high school, Like I wish I would have put more time in than going and hanging out like a night with my friends. Like, I wish I would have put more time. My best advice would just be like, um, putting in the time. And also when you're looking at colleges, before you go and look, know what you want, like, know um, I know like, I didn't even know what I want when I went it like I, when I was in the process but like figure out what you want out of your college experience what kind of soccer like do you want like you know the most competitive like the hardest so like there are schools that like d3 d2 d1 that has is like so competitive so like into it and then there's schools that like aren't as much like know what kind of like level you want and like um mm-hmm what you want to do like I know there are um, many d3 many d2 schools that are just as competitive and just as like um, time demanding and that's okay like that's if that's what you want like that's what you want and I know that there's some um, d1 schools that aren't like that like so it's not really necessarily about d1 d2 d3 I think it's just about what kind of program that you want to be um, in definitely I, I think that's really good advice for anyone listening who wants to pursue you know college college athletics, um, you know, and you don't even have to be like an incoming freshman. I think that's something too, that you can apply across the board at any age, Mm -hmm. um, into anything you do. And so, um, I, I am super grateful though, that when we were in high school, um, you know, all the girls that we grew up with playing. So, you know, um, like Amanda Williams, mm-hmm. Allie Milnes, Maddie Gleason, um, Kenzie Minor, Kelsey Belta, Ashley Curlock, mm-hmm. you know, all those girls. Yep. And even like even playing against them for different schools, it really helped us um, be be competitive, but also just hold each other accountable. You know what I yes. mean? Like, yep. like, I think we all I'm super grateful for it, but I think we all had to step up as different players and different roles on the team especially at Rochester you know yeah um we there'd be certain instances where like I would need to like win a tackle in midfield and then try to find you so you could score or you know like yeah that's like a super weird example but (laughs) yeah but also side note Becca and I had this like weird telepathy where (laughs) like I could literally play the ball and like she would just be there and like go score and it it worked out we yeah, did have was, a great connection. Like I, I, we did. And I honestly think a lot of it is because of our friendship growing up. Like I was talking, mm-hmm. I was telling somebody earlier, I was like, when I told them I was going to be on your podcast, I was like, there, I don't know what it is. There's always been something with me and Bailey. We just have this connection on and off the field. And it's like some, like, you know, we don't, we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to talk like every week, but like, we just like, mm-hmm. no matter like how much time we apart from each other, like we will always be able to just like, talk to each other and just have like such a great connection and I get I don't know how to explain other than just like no matter where we go in our lives like I know that like I I can always call you no matter what and like we can just talk like um how we are today 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But I 100% feel the same way. Like I was, I was thinking about um, what to do next for the pod. And I was like, man, like I got to get some more guests on it. Like (laughs) one of the first people who popped into my head was you. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate you coming on today, Becca. Mm -hmm. Um, Where can people find you on um, social media? um, Any other platform? Pimp yourself out. (laughs) Okay. Well, you can follow me on Instagram. So I love Instagram at Becca Jostis and then Twitter. Uh, I believe it's just Becca Jostis again. <laughs> Those are my two big ones. Um, I mean, I guess uh-huh. you can find me on Facebook. I it might take a little bit to get back to you, but <laughs> oh my god, yeah, Instagram it's and so Twitter. Funny. I love it. Definitely. Oh, TikTok. If y'all want to follow me on TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, you've blown up a couple times. So weirdly, like I've got like two viral video, like kind of viral videos. I was like, what the uh-huh. heck? So yeah, yeah follow me on yeah, TikTok. So, yeah, everyone, go go hit Becca up. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, and I guess, do you have any like final thoughts that you want to say, or um, any, you know, any advice, any inspirational quote, um, anything funny at all that you want to leave the <laughs> listeners with? Um, okay, I'll say just be yourself. Don't try to fit in. Just be who you are. Um, and I was something funny that we won't like get into, but I was looking mm-hmm. back and I um, saw this picture of us doing the three holes sign for one of our soccer pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, so yes. that's what I'll be leaving as funny is just three holes. But thank you so much. This was so much fun um, for having me on. I loved talking about, I love talking about soccer and I love talking about the old days with you. I guess we can say that now because we're like grown. Right. We're like washed up. Yeah. Right. (laughs) The old days. Yeah. Um, Totally. But um, I guess just keep um, listening to Bailey's podcast because she's killing it. Um, And thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's been real. Appreciate you coming on. And um, yeah, I I will talk to you soon. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Bay. Mm Mm-hmm.